Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening to the date. Today is the 8th of April, year of our Lord, 2021. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show. James, I got mad at you on Twitter last night, not because you said something wrong, not because you I didn't disagree with you. I was mad because you made such a good point, and the point itself was a very Nick point, okay? you. I don't know what point you're referring to. You correctly pointed out that this year's Summer League team is going to be sweet. And it just feels yeah. like something that that's kind of my department to think about. And I That definitely is a Nick it. tweet. Mm-hmm. That's a Nick tweet. Yeah. Forward thinking, James. Mm-hmm. I completely spaced it. Um, and then I was trying to think. I'm thinking about it. And I put a lot of time into this. I'm like, are we even going to use Sadiq and Isaiah? Because they didn't obviously get the Summer League for their actual rookie year. Uh, is it something that you think they even actually need? I mean, yeah, I think they both have parts of their game that they can grow. Usually, um, as Hal pointed out, guys who have had somewhat successful rookie seasons don't always play in um, in summer league. But I've been under the impression, just based on conversations, that these guys will play. So I'm definitely mm-hmm. anticipating a Killian, Sabin, Isaiah, Sadiq, Servetus, Sekou, Draft pick. And insert first round top, if they're lucky, top five draft pick too. Yeah. I. So, Nikias thinks that they, they should be the favorites. You know, it's funny. To win Summer League. 100% because that's basically just our team now. We Like we play those rotations. Essentially. Um, and then you had also pointed out because you bring up Servetus. Let's just get this out of the way because we don't do a lot of Servetus stuff on the show for obvious reasons. You pointed out, I think it was you, that he like, has he taken a dribble this year? I cannot recall him dribbling. No. I think it's been all shots and him running off screens. I also had a thought. This was today. So I'm not sure if he can dribble. If he he can shoot that motherfucker. I'm sure if he is capable of dribbling. Um, I had this thought today, as is customary. I don't even need to explain to you how I got to this thought process. But uh, I'm going to throw something at you. And I want you to chew on it for a second. If you put Luka on this team, hypothetically, I think that we're the exact same as Dallas. I don't think we're better. I don't think we're worse. I think we're the exact same as Dallas. Go down the list. Do you want Mason Plumley or do you want do you want Mason Plumley and Isaiah Stewart or Cleburne Powell? Right? Do you want Josh Richardson or Josh Jackson? On the surface, you're going to say Josh Richardson, right? He's a better three-point shooter. Statistically, yeah. at least they've been the exact same this year minus the three-point percentage. I would still take Richardson, but you know what I mean. You can still make it happen. I think Klaber is a good role player, but yeah. I agree with you. Um, You can throw Kristaps in there. Jeremy Grant. I want Jeremy Grant instead. If you're projecting long-term health, sure. And this is kind of, I don't know, Wayne Ellington or J.J. Redick. Wayne's better this year. Go go down the list. I'm serious. Like If you look at this roster, I'm like, it's almost like we have the Mavs roster. We just don't have Luka. That's it. That's the difference between yeah, and us. Yeah, and that goes back to how the NBA, it's so different. One pick can change everything. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's so important for the Pistons to do the best they can to land um, top three pick. So you don't disagree with me? Off the top of your head, you're like, it sounds it's right. It's not far off. No, it's not. They're not. The rosters aren't far off. And I think what you just said is is literally the quintessential bottom of like, you really don't know. You could get that guy. Like, if they had Trey Young, if they didn't do that draft night trade, like, where's Atlanta? You know, it's this whole game of what-ifs. But just since this is a Pistons podcast, 
thought that was an interesting point to bring up. Another interesting point to bring up is that Killian Hayes is still sweet. Confirmed. Killian's still awesome. Defensively, I, I, I've been kind of floored by him. Yeah, defensively, he's been really solid. Um, and I, I've talked about it on this pod before. He has two things he can lay his hat on, or is that what it says? Hang, Hang his, his hat, hat on. on. Um, phenomenal passer and has potential to be a really good defender. And I think you continuously see both of those things show on when he does play. Um, I thought he looked more aggressive, obviously hunting his shot toward the end of the OKC game. Now, I'm here to, to be Scrooge McDooge. Um was OKC. Uh-huh. I, I just watched them, and I I need a second to name their point guards. Um, Maladon, SJ wasn't playing. Yeah, like you know, what I mean. Um, <laughs> so let's. I think the Portland test, which is Thursday night, will be. I think that's going to be another good test for Killian because defensively, he's going to be matched up on either CJ or Dame. CJ Ellaby too. Uh, oh gosh! Actually, well, if Killian comes off the bench, well, no, that's a real thing. Get, that's a real yeah. thing because CJ Ellaby is a, a really good defender. They're both rookies, so that's a fun rookie test. There, I'm not. That's not me being being funny. I'm actually. Well, serious. I meant more so. Yeah, the Dame CJ sure. if he gets matched up on one of those two. Yeah, because he's going to have a test defensively, but offensively he should be able to kind of assert himself. Um, I think that's going to be a fun matchup to watch, assuming that they get mixed and matched up on one another. Because obviously Killian's probably going to come off the bench again. Uh, so we'll see if when Stott staggers Dame, uh, staggers CJ, if, if if we get that. But I think he should be able to be assertive offensively like he was in the second half against OKC. Would you anticipate that for the remainder of the season they're probably just going to do this bench thing since there's really no reason to start him? I will, no. I think there could be a chance where he starts. Okay. So if it were up I to think, you, because I know you, we, we've said it a hundred times, you're a big throw to the fire guy. He's kind of already been thrown to it. I don't really think if you just started him now you're really doing that anymore. But if you were Dwayne Casey, um, what would you be doing right now? I think what he's doing right now is the right call. Like yeah. He's coming back, ease him off the bench. Um, and if he chooses to start him, I get that. And if he chooses to bring him off the bench the whole year, I get, I get both sides. Like, I don't if – if I was doing it, I would just start him just because I'm reckless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Dwayne's taking the less reckless approach, which is probably uh, – why he's a head coach and I'm not sure I do want to bring this up too just in case some people didn't see it they listened to the last show and maybe they forgot that it happened you did actually end up asking Dwayne um about the rookie wall and sort of how it doesn't really feel like that's a thing that's going on so for anybody that didn't see what his response to that was what was his response if you remember um he says some he thinks some guys have especially like mentally it's just been a long taxing season um even he'll notice I mean he penciled in or he talked about Sadiq, or not Sadiq, but guys having off shooting nights. I don't necessarily chalk those up to walls. Like sometimes shooters just have good nights, sometimes they have bad nights. I, I think more so, like the question I was asking was like effort and focus. For yeah. that's where you usually see the wall. And um, yeah, I, I, in that regard, I, I I get what Dwayne's saying. He sees them more, and he knows when guys are doing the right thing and when they're not. So he obviously has a better idea of that. But just from where I sit, you don't really see. A lack of focus or effort necessarily from Sadiq um, and Isaiah. And when it comes to Saban, we're just talking about those three because Killian hasn't played really um, mm. to hit a wall. But Saban, I don't think there's a lack of uh, effort there. I think his focus has been a little off. Just some of the passes, he, as we talked about last week, some of the passes and decisions he's made are unlike what he was doing uh, about a month a month ago. Yeah, it was that same Oklahoma City game, though, that he did have a few turnovers that were pretty dumb. 
Um, there were a few moments of like, oh, he just dribbled into nothing and then just threw the ball into nothing as well. And now it's going the opposite way. But for the most part, like you're saying, he is demonstratively better. Um, I want to throw this out there. We, as a collective fan base, do a tremendous job of hyping up our guys, our young core. We do a, yes, you guys do. We do a really good job of it. And oftentimes, if there's a contrarian, um, they get burned at the stake. They get cambied. L- let me throw this out there, okay? I just want to... This, I don't necessarily believe this. I'm just, I just want to get your thoughts on this. Yeah. Do we have anybody on this team that isn't just going to end up being some tertiary guy? Or, like, is that kind of the point and the gem is supposed to be this draft? That's a dumb question because I'm just saying, like, Killian, for example, I feel like we thought was the gem. He still could be. Like, 100%, he still can be. I'm just saying, I don't really know in principle if this core is different from, like, Luke and Bruce and, like, Christian Wood. I would say that's a good question. Um, I would say that I would be surprised if there was a guy on here who was the number one option on a team that could make the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll point to a few things. One, when we talked to Troy after they drafted Killian, he compared him to Goran Dragic. Mm. Um, so come off the bat, he saw him as a at his peak, a, a, a potentially elite like role player, which is what Dragic was. He was it's really he was really was. valuable in Miami's uh, finals run last year, especially in the Eastern Conference Finals, especially against uh, Milwaukee, and then he blew out his foot in the finals, but still. Yeah. And then when he was the best player on a team, those Suns teams, mm-hmm. um, that team won like 44 games or something and still missed the playoffs. So it's like there's, there's a ceiling when that guy is your best player, but if you have good players around him, that guy looks really good. And I think you see it with Killian, just some of the passes he makes. If guys were able to make shots, he would have a lot of assists. Um, Sadiq is the wild card because he's shown so much these last few months. He's gotten better as, one, people didn't anticipate him shooting this well to start. Two, he's gotten better as he's driving to the hole. Three, he's gotten better as a, as a creator mm-hmm. and defensively solid. So that's the wild card. Isaiah Stewart's another guy who I think's goals are destined to be a really, really good role player. Uh, but you just never know. I mean, I wrote about it the other day at The Athletic. I want to see what happens when people start closing out on his jump shot instead of letting him shoot it wide yeah. open. Can he put the ball on the floor? Can he make a play? Uh, we haven't seen that. We don't know. So I think there's a lot of question marks. Uh, but I do, I do think, and, and Dwayne said it last night, we need to get, when asked about Jeremy, his return to Denver, He need we need to get him another running mate, another guy like that. And I think that's been the goal. Um, I think they recognize that and they know they need to get one more guy who can be, the, if not the guy, 1A, 1B mm. uh, going forward. I think so. Two things to that. It was also very reassuring to see. I don't remember if it was last night, if it was the night before that, that uh, Dwayne was like, Jeremy is completely bought into what we're trying to do here. And yeah, that was last night. That's re- the, after Denver. That's really cool to hear because it's not like he's just some like he just wants a payday and he's like, hey, this is a bad team. They'll pay me a bunch of money to be a number one guy, and that's what I want to be. He's like, no, like I actually kind of want to see this through. I want to ride this out. Um, he wants to be a pillar of something that's being built from the ground up. I put a lot of stock into a guy like he's, that. He's told me that. Yeah, on, he said that. Yeah, on a on on my basketball team, I want that guy. So I think another thing that Pistons fans will tell you, um, just to, to sort of counter my own point, which isn't... And a large part, it's hard to interrupt you, a large part of that is his belief in Troy that right. the team can get there right. with, with, a few, with a few years. Um, and we're on, the, we're on a pretty, pretty good pace right now, right? We're, on, we're off to a pretty strong start with that. So I think, uh, again, not that it's my point that I'm making, I'm just bringing it up for the sake of it, 
I think what people will tell you is even though the ceiling of the guys that we have is sort of the same as the last guys being like Bruce, Luke, Christian, whoever you want to throw in their speed, doesn't matter, being role players, I think people would also challenge you that these guys are so far healthier. Not that really Bruce and Christian were ever really getting banged up, but it just felt like that was always sort of the, the cloud hanging over this team was injuries. And now we finally have constructed a roster that isn't so heavily contingent on guys staying healthy while simultaneously being guys that can't stay healthy. So I think that's... As Killian just comes back from a three-month injury. Well, yes, that's a good point, but I just mean... No, with, I know it in, in general. You're right. With Isaiah, Sadiq, yeah. Saban, like, they haven't really... I, mean, I think, well, no. Sadiq was dealing with... Some, people get banged up. Is that no serious. That just happens, bruises. right. So... Yeah. Um, I th- no ligament stuff like tended yeah right um so that's exciting i mean i like i think these guys are better but i don't like i think well i don't know i can see them all having some moments in the playoffs at some point i think th- i could even see a guy like saban going off for like 12 assists in the third game of the first round against the sixth yeah year. i think it's just um it's different like sadiq has i think shown that he right now is a comparable has comparable if not greater impact than Luke um I think that Isaiah has shown that he's at minimum a role player in the NBA as a as the 16th pick which isn't a problem by the way you need role players no, it's a good thing well That's yeah a good I mean, thing the most I mean look at the we can if you want we can look at the last 15 six, number 16 picks and see what they're up to let's do that i'm no keep talking i'm gonna do it just keep okay. making your that'd point. be fun um i don't know if that's easily i don't know if you could easily find a list of them i can do it uh, um and then yeah i bruce is a guy that I, again we've said on here many times is a guy who would similar to luke would strive with great players around him and christian i'm i've said it before keeping christian wood and adding Jeremy Grant, knowing what we know now, makes this team good enough to maybe make the play in, to flirt with it, and not to do anything significant sure. in terms of pushing for something substantial. And you would miss out on picks. So if it was one or the other, they picked the guy that they wanted to bet the horse on going forward. And you could say what you want about how Jeremy's played as of late. He played well against Denver. I, I mm. just think a lot of his, his dip in – inefficiency is due to it being late in the season and him not having another guy around him that can create his own shot. So 16th in 2019 was Chumo Kiki to Orlando. Nikhil Alexander-Walker was one pick later. 2018, uh, the Phoenix Suns, he was later rerouted, drafted uh, Pistons legend Zaire Smith, which is something that I'm still kind of bummed about. One's a role player. Kiki, some people... Like a Kiki, I think he's getting more time now with the, yeah. with the after the deal, and yeah, Zaire's out of the league. So, a uh, year before that, so what was this? 2017. Another Pistons legend, Bulls drafted uh, Justin Patton at 16. So Pistons legend right uh, there, out of the league. Uh, no, he's in Houston. Yeah, they did they just sign him? No, that that was a while ago. I thought I don't remember. That, he's gone now. Okay, six. I actually don't know this guy. In 2016, so I'm just going to go ahead and skip it because he's definitely not. I don't think he's in the league anymore. Say his name. I can't say it. That's probably what. That's what part of the problem is. Oh, here we go. This was the yeah. Patton's out of the league now. This was the last 16th overall pick that turned out to be pretty good. 2015, Terry Rozier. Yep, that's a good one. Probably a good place to stop because beyond that, I I actually don't know. Um, no, let's keep going because the ooh, point is the show. Yusuf Nurkic was the year before that. 
That's a good one. You know who was so picked have... one before him? Who? Adrian Payne. Shout, Shout out, out to Adrian State. Payne. Uh, so, yep, Nurkic in 2014. So that's two years in a row uh, that a good guy was actually drafted. Another guy that's not in the league anymore the year before that. Giannis was one pick before. Um, if I'm not saying it, it's because I don't know how to pronounce the name. Royce White uh, was the year before that in 2012. That was, yeah. Shout out to Royce White. Didn't I think he had a fear of flying. Okay. 2011, Nikola Vucevic. So there, you, there's some value at 16. A lot of big guys. It's a crapshoot. Here's so. another guy. 16. We're going to end here because this is 10 years. Okay? Mm-hmm. Three-point sniper. It is one of those if-you-know-you-know you know guys. Uh, Luke Babbitt. Who's still in the league? No, he is not. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I got, I got him and Luke Cornette confused. Yeah, yeah no. He was no, a Luke bucket, Babbitt's though. not in the league. Luke Babbitt was a bucket. So, so I don't know if I call him a bucket. Really, yeah. I mean, yeah, he well, he's in the league for eight years, eight years longer yeah. than you and I. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a crapshoot is really the only way to put it. I'd say probably five of those were hits, right? Rozier, Vucevic, Nurkic. Uh, I don't know. What we're gonna call Babbitt a hit, but um, there are guys like you know sprinkled in there intermittently throughout the the middle of the draft. That hey, you're either gonna hit on them or you're not. Fifteenth was. Uh, Seku 15th was also uh, Giannis, so it's in that sweet spot right there. Yeah, somewhere Kawhi, in there. I think. Yep, he was 14th, I Was think? he 14? Okay. I think so. I, I could be he wrong, He was 15 though. or 14, yeah. Those mid to late teens, there's always some interesting guys in there. We got two of them, Sadiq Bey and Isaiah Stewart, so that's pretty fun. Before we move on, I do want to ask you a question that I've noticed. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, you've been wanting to ask me for weeks now. I've been wanting – actually, yes. You haven't taken a, an off day yet. Have you? From the pod? No, no, no. Well, obviously, but from the from the beat. I mean, technically, there's always something. Like, I mean, there's days where I, I just maybe there's just a piece of news that broke, and you just tweet it. Well, I like mean, today. from like a, from like uh, Rod, like didn't watch the game or didn't go to the game the other night. Oh, I haven't taken it. I haven't. I haven't taken a game off. Right. No. That's what I mean. You haven't done that yet. No. I don't think Omari has either. Like Rod said it, and I was like, wow. Usually they do it a lot earlier than this. Is it because the Omari had one? One. Had one. Okay. Is yeah. it eliminating travel that kind of makes it a little bit easier because you're five minutes away from the arena? Um, I also don't have a backup. Gotcha. Okay. They have like you don't like Matt even... Shook can fill in for Rod. Hello, hello. Uh, I submit my resume. <laughs> <laughs> if you yeah, if you want to if you want to drive in, I would. Watch here's the, the thing is by thirty. I would do that though. Is the thing I would absolutely one hundred percent do that. But anyways, keep going. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they all have their entities have like stringers as we that term you just learned about guys that they can call and help out. Uh, we at the athletic like there's. One person that covers the Pistons, one person that covers the Red Wings, one person that covers the Tigers. Uh, Nick Baumgartner helps out with all the football stuff, so we have a backup on football. But, like, yeah, I mean, if I just wanted to take a game off, I could, especially mm. now. I'm sure, Why haven't you? Because you're miserable every time you go to the arena. Um, I'm not miserable. Um, I mean, I'd imagine it, if they play when I get my second COVID shot, I'll probably take that game off. Tuesday, you, April 20th. Did you get your first dose? Yeah, I M- did. Mine is on Saturday. I'm actually going to be in hey. uh, Michigan. Oh, so I'll give you your shirt then. I, we'll meet. No, because I'm not going to be out by you. I'm only going to be there for like a day, and then I'm training back. Where are you going to be at? I'll be in Brighton. You just lied. No, I didn't. All right. I mean, I can meet you in Brighton, but all right. Well, I'll explain it off the, I'll explain off the show why I, it, it's a – Okay, I get how this sounds right now. I will I'll, explain I'll, it. I'll leave it at a rest Just stop mail it. Just, it's been three it weeks. Mail the shirt. 
For for crying out loud, everybody. I, ma- I mailed pause. it today. I no, mailed it today. Show me behind you. Show me that the shirt's not behind you right now. You just, you haphazardly threw it out of frame just so I wouldn't see it. No, nah, that's right there. Oh, is it? Oh, it is. Everybody tweet James right now. Go to UPS. Go to the post office. Go somewhere. Hashtag go to UPS. Gosh, it's, it's pissing me off. For for a week and a half, he's like, you're not going to send me your address? You don't want me to send you this? It's Bun and Cardigan shirt, uh, by the way. You don't want me to, you what, you don't want this shirt? And then I finally give it to him. It's been freaking three weeks, four weeks if not. And he won't send it to me. Anyways, James, you have, a, I'm sorry. you have a little game that you wanted to play. Let's let's hop into that. Yeah. So I think it'd be fun to monitor as the season goes on and the Pistons sprinkle in a couple wins and other teams sprinkle in wins and sprinkle in losses and that, that race for the bottom three. To every week, every show, actually twice a week, every show we'll do five tankathon rolls. Mm-hmm. To one, to kind of just show where it, maybe the Pistons, maybe it moves up the board. Maybe they're picking more regularly fifth, sixth, seventh because they won a couple games or other teams are losing. Or maybe they start losing more and they drop down. It'd just be a good a good barometer to see where the Pistons are at in draft stock because that's all people care about at this sure. point. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll it five times. Yeah. I'm going to make the picks for the teams not Detroit, ahead of Detroit, if it calls for it. Maybe they get number one. And then you're going to pick for Detroit and you're going to tell me why. Okay. How's your, your draft? Your draft knowledge is is better than it was a few week a few weeks ago, right? I think I'll be good. Yeah. Like you can, if they drop drop a seven, you could sprinkle out a Moses Moody or a Scotty. Barnes I was gonna say Scotty Barnes Mitchell. is my is my reserve here. I'm really hoping if we get Scotty Barnes, I'm not mad about it. Okay. I like Davion Mitchell too. Yeah. All right. Um, you ready? Yes. First sim. Who? Detroit is third. So if I'm Cleveland, I'm or Houston gets number one, Kate Cunningham. If I'm Cleveland, this is interesting. Uh, no, it's pretty easy actually. You go. It's not Evan Mobley. It is Evan Mobley. No, you know no, I don't know that it is though because you can't take a guard unless you're trading Colin or Darius. You can't take a guard. Um, this is where I think I don't. Is this is this the the weird scenario where Jonathan Kaminga shoots up? I was thinking Jalen Green. Do you want two Colin Sexton's? You no, don't. Do you I want a do. Better but... Colin Sexton. Um, He's got more in his bag offensively. I actually would agree with that. I would think they go. Jalen sucks. I think Cleveland goes with the the hot name. So Detroit's picking third off the board. Cade Cunningham, Jalen, uh, Jalen sucks. It's got Detroit be. with the third pick selects. It's got to be Evan Mobley in that situation. I I think it's got to be. Um, if you didn't want him, then it would be Jalen Green. But Evan Mobley, I think, transcends this team in a way um, on both ends, but primarily uh, in his first year, at least defensively, uh, in terms of you know his his switchability, his communication, um, his shot blocking, obviously. Uh, he's not. He's got. He doesn't have the quickest second jump, but he's so long that it doesn't really hinder his ability to get two blocks in a single possession. So I would. I would take Mobley do you, there. Do you try him and Isaiah together, or do you make Isaiah a, a pillar on the bench? I. I would. I dip my toe in the water a little bit early on in the season to see if it can happen. I wouldn't just throw them out there for you know fifteen twenty minutes a night. I would. I would play them in short intervals to see how it works. You know. Okay. All right. And by the That's way, I. It, I fully anticipate that it would, but. Lottery sim number two. Oh, here we go. 
Detroit picks sixth. Okay. Minnesota, Cade Cunningham. Cleveland, Jalen Sucks. Chicago, Evan Mobley. Washington, Jonathan Kaminga. OKC gets Houston's pick at number five. Jalen Green, Detroit at number six picks. Uh, so this just depends. Do you value are you, are we valuing offense or are we valuing defense in this situation? I feel I think here you pick who you think has the best chance to be a star. I think that would be Scotty Barnes then, because if okay. if you if you want defense, then I would go with Jalen Johnson. Um, if you want to you know bolster your front court and you know have Jeremy Grant be able to sort of teach him a little bit, then I'd go with Jalen Johnson. But I want Scotty Barnes for his uh, passing alone. Um, and that dude is just a strong body. I really, really like Scotty Barnes. If he can shoot, he has a lot of potential. Yeah, I, um, I, I think the way that he can distribute the ball. But it's funny because we actually have a decent number of guys that can do that. We just need guys to distribute to. You know, so that's maybe yeah. where that if he can shoot comes in. But, yeah. He's shooting from three in college. Uh, yeah, he's under 20%. I'm sorry, under 30%, 27.5. So, Something to consider. I mean, I, I think a guy you think about here is Davion Mitchell from Baylor. You want, um, you want Corey Kispert? You want him? No, hmm. not at six. Moses Moody is another guy um, that I think has shot the ball fairly well, 6'6". Um, yeah, 36% on five attempts a game. I think that's a guy that you, you consider there. But, yeah, okay, Scotty Barnes, not mad at it. I think he has upside. Yeah. All right. And we're going with, that was number two? That was two. All righty, number three. And once my dial-up starts to work <laughs> normal, all right. Number three. And just so people know, currently Detroit is third. Third. They have the third worst record. They The two teams under them have 13, which is Minnesota and Houston. And the next closest is 17, Washington and Orlando. So, here we go. Washington Wizards with the number one pick. I think it's now Washington's interesting simply because they have a wacky owner who wants to win every single year, who wants to be, if their team's not in the playoffs, it's a failure. It's well-documented. That's why they haven't traded Bradley Beal. That's why they traded for Russell Westbrook. Their goal is to make the playoffs no matter what happens. Owner is nuts. So, with that said, I don't think they were are that nuts. I think somebody would be able to talk to them. But they need a big man. And I could totally see them going Evan Mobley number one. Just because they'd pick for fit. I thought you were going to say something like they package it and trade for Cat or Miles Turner or something like that. I didn't think I you mean, were going to go with Mobley. Yeah. Um, well, if we're just doing draft stuff. I that's So, that's I'm going to go Washington takes Evan Mobley. I think they do – the unthinkable. I don't I think, think that's, that's the one crazy, team that would do the unthinkable. I don't think it's crazy to theorize it. I think it would be crazy if it actually happened, though. If that even yeah, makes I, sense. And I and it, yeah, I listen, think it would be crazy if it actually happened. I think it could happen. I'm the guy who's been like, I want to shake the GM's hand who, like, has yeah, the guts to pick Mobley over Cade. But I'm also now just thinking about it. Please don't do that. So who has second? Does Detroit? Does Detroit Houston. pick two? Houston and Cade's no brainer there, mm. obviously. So Detroit, Suggs, Green, Kaminga, go. Uh, I'm going to do Jalen Green this time 
Um, we've hyped him up a lot on this show. I think he's one of the more, I think it was maybe in the last episode or two. I think he's one of the more seamless fits from this top five that just kind of fits into Detroit in a positional need, right? So this is a situation of you're drafting the best player and a, and the best fit. So the way that, uh, I, I don't want to go one into, of the best players. Yeah. I think green has more scoring upside than sucks right and we talked about him a bunch on the last episode so for those who listen to that i don't want to you know keep beating a dead horse and hammer the same points home um but i think you know you talk about with the last point that i made with drafting scotty barnes we have some guys who can facilitate but we don't have guys that they can actually get the ball to to score we don't have that many of them so if you get jalen green you're now in a scenario where that's a guy that you can give the ball to and he can go give you a bucket so i like that yeah and I, I think – I said it before. I think they're – they like Jalen Green. All right. He's long. So we haven't had a – we haven't had Detroit with a, anything higher than two yet or higher than three. Two threes, though. That's that's good. That's mm-hmm. what you want. Yeah. It's the least you can ask for. All right. Oh, number four. Houston, one. Cade Cunningham. Orlando, two. Uh, I think they go Jalen Suggs. Washington, that's the perfect spot for them because everybody would say Mobley. Yeah. So we're going to go, yeah, Green, Kaminga, Barnes. Would you go just still green here? Uh, For the sake of saying something different, I would like to no, say no, Jonathan no. Kaminga. But, yeah. but I also want to make this real. I don't want to just do it just to – so I won't go into it. I would still pick Jalen Green, though. Okay. Number – last one. Again, Pistons have not gotten a top two pick in these Sims, and this is the last one. Four again. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to. So it goes Minnesota, Cade, Chicago. That's a tough one. I, mean, they need, I, I think they go Suggs. If, if you want, a, in, in for Detroit in this scenario, I think if you want another raw dude, right, I think Kaminga is like just barely 18 still. Yeah. Now I wonder if they want. They obviously are going to get somebody that needs time to develop, but I don't know if they want somebody that's raw. I think they want a guy. I, I they want to turn this corner. I think by the time Jeremy's contract is up, and that's I mean after this year, there's two years left. I I think they want somebody that could be ready to contribute seriously. I'm not expect a whole ton from, but be able to like be an impact player by by his last year. So maybe it is Kaminga. I think he's probably the most. I think Green has rawness to him too um yeah i i think again it's it's green or kaminga there i would say green but it's 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 interesting doing these these spins there's detroit's gonna have to make a decision in all these there's not an obvious choice outside of where they're at first two they have a decision to make i think yeah but but but, but beyond that i don't think that there is so let's say in in a world where they fall to like seventh are you because you're not a fan, but are you mad? Like, are you kind of pissed off? Like, that's just not fair. Uh, no, I'm not mad. Um, I mean, yeah, having Cade in Detroit would be great. I mean, people would want to read everything. Uh, but I mean, they could get somebody at seven. That's good. I, I think leading into the draft, it would probably not be as exciting as it would be if they had a top three pick. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, people would be furious. They would yell in my mentions about how the team wasn't bad enough, even though they tried their hardest. Um, yeah, man, I think it's uh, 
I think it's possible for sure. I don't I don't know if they're going to catch Orlando's the one I keep for. They keep winning a couple games here and there. I don't know how long that's going to stay, but I just wonder if Detroit can I wonder if Minnesota or Houston can catch Detroit. They got they got two they're they're up two games in the win column. I don't know. And Minnesota's the one for me. That that could maybe catch them. That Oklahoma City game was jaw dropping for me in the sense that oh yeah we're not tanking the right way. Oklahoma City's got this thing down. When yeah. I mean that was listen Josh Jackson comes out and I am very pro Josh Jackson. I've said it like I'm a noted Josh Jackson guy. When he comes out and he I mean he's not touching rim for his first four shots. Woo. I was he's hit, hitting those elbow elbow jumpers, he's hitting them from the from the from the corners. It was special. And Poku uh I'm a po- put Poku on the JLE three ballers. <laughs> oh. Why don't we tell the folks? So I actually did put the Motown Noah All Stars on uh, a team in two K and I simulated a season. What did I text you? We won 39 games. Yeah, made the playoffs. Won a series, right? We won a series. I don't remember. If, I think I don't think we went to the Eastern Conference Finals, but we did win the first round. We were an eight seed. We upset in seven games, whoever the one seed was. Um, I will say this. Because I didn't waste my money on 2K21, I was using 2K20. So I bumped certain guys overalls by like two like Colin Sexton I bumped him a little bit because he is better this year but I didn't yeah. you know it wasn't like grow it was all per- like I bumped his three-pointer a little bit all that stuff um yeah they were pretty good they were letting up about 125 points a game but you're telling <laughs> me they were scoring 126 that team? some nights some nights and uh random. I made sure that I turned injuries off too you know I didn't do any of that so what we'll have to do is I'll have to throw on the uh JLE uh, J E L three All Stars. J L E. Well, you spelled je- you spelled gel. Well, I did it first, but it's James Edwards the third, right? So it should be well J L James, my middle yeah middle name. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so J L E good because that flows way yeah. better. I'll have to throw them in two K and I'll see how they do. Yeah, let me know. I'd, I'd be curious. I, gu- I guarantee more than thirty nine. I don't believe you. you. I do. I don't know about I'd, that. I believe it. Um, I don't know when it comes to the draft. I I just um. I don't really have tremendously high expectations. I wonder if there's a scenario where what do you think a, a package to move up to one would even look like? I don't even know if teams would listen. It'd be dumb not to, but to, to at least take a call on it. But um, depend, So where's Detroit picking in this scenario? Sixth. I don't know if they got it. I don't think they do. I don't even think they can move up to two. I don't even know if they can move I mean, up to five. Would Jeremy, Killian, and Sadiq or Isaiah do it? Plus their pick, plus the swap. Sure, uh, maybe. But if you you're Detroit, do, do you want to give up all that much? Yeah, you wouldn't do it. I don't even mean necessarily for Detroit. I mean any team, any team, or like if a if a team like Washington. How what I thought you were going to say earlier is they try to package that for a cat or something like that, um, and maybe move. I don't know Russ or something, so that way it's Beal and Cap because you know I could see Washington doing that. Right, I don't think any other team would. And that's all that I mean is like I wonder what that ransom would look like. Yeah, I agree. Like, if I'm say I'm uh, Houston and I land the number one pick, or I'm Orlando and I land the number one pick, I'm not. If I love Cade that much, like I'm gonna need. I'm going to need, like, Jalen Brown. I don't know. <laughs> Something crazy. Oh, I agree with that. 
Um, I know that you did. You were just actually on a podcast, and you did just talk about it with some people. So I don't want to, you know, completely run you dry here. But I do want to ask you a little bit about what your thoughts on the Paul Pierce situation. I thought it was hilarious. Okay, good, because that was uh, my next question. Yeah, I was on uh, Point of Contention, a podcast done through The Athletic. I, f- I filled in for Marcus and Ethan Stra- Marcus Thompson and Ethan Strauss. It was me, Jay King, and Zach Harper. And we talked about the Paul Pierce thing, and Jay made a great point. He said he thinks it was a conspiracy. He thinks Paul had something in the pipeline, wanted to get out of ESPN, and took the James Harden method, just swagged it out. Um, He's pretty unbothered by it. He was, and that's part of what he said. Like he, he clearly was not bothered by it. The next day at seven p.m. Good morning. Good morning at seven p.m. <laughs> um, and yeah, like you don't do that unless you have something lined up. And I don't know. Like I don't know much about Paul Pierce outside the basketball, outside the floor. But you hear stories. But it's like if he, you would think he'd get caught slipping before. Like that, that wouldn't be his first time. So yeah. it does seem like something's going on. And I said on this pod, when he tweeted that, after he acknowledged it, he tweeted, hashtag, the truth shall set you free. And if that's a podcast name, that's one of the hardest podcast names ever. That be, that might top wings for breakfast, because that's, I think that's so. crazy. Um, truth shall set, shall set you free. That's a hard podcast name. That's, that's really nice. But I, that's, a, that's probably going to be a tough listen, though. I don't want to listen to Paul Pierce yeah. talk about anything. Also, he's he got caught. Uh, he pooped his pants in the NBA Finals. Dude, he needed a wheelchair. <laughs> Can I also? Uh, just, I'm glad we're on the same page that it is objectively hilarious what happened. And that, yeah, like if they want, I think ESPN maybe. If anything, they could use that if they didn't like how he did his job, which I mean he wasn't good at being an analyst. Maybe that's the the way to cut bait. Well, someone also that. correctly pointed out that it is also Disney now too. Right. I don't, I'm just saying. I think if. I think if Jalen Rose did that, I don't think Jalen Rose gets fired. It's because it's Jalen Rose and he's not as much of an idiot. That's what I'm saying. Like if Charles right. Barkley okay. did that for TNT, Charles is probably getting, they're probably getting suspended and fine. I don't think Jalen Rose is getting fired. Sure. Um, can I also ask you, do you know much about, this is a little bit late, um, but I guess people are still talking about it, so sure. Do you know what's going on with J.J. Redick? Uh, how he doesn't, how he didn't want to be in Dallas. He wanted to go to a certain team. Sure. Yeah. Do you, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I'm sorry, yes. So, you got any thoughts on that? Because I have some pretty strict ones. Uh, I mean, if JJ's not Harden. Yeah. So, if one team that's not one of your teams offered you, offered New Orleans a better package, sorry, JJ, you didn't do nothing for me. Yeah. I mean, so. I, from a, listen, the whole, well, it's a business, and that's what happens. 100%. 100%. And I think what matters here is David Griffin has no reason to come out and say anything about it. He is not obligated to do that whatsoever. But it would clear a lot of things up because if we could hear his side of it, and um, I don't remember who it was that was making this point, but it was a great point. They were like, I think it was Rusillo. He's like, if we hear that um, this these conversations behind closed doors did happen, that you know JJ was like, hey, I want to get traded, and Griff was like, okay, like by the end of your contract, we'll make sure that something's going to happen with you. But it wasn't a promise. It was like a, we're going to see what happens. And then at the end of the day, David Griffin has an obligation to do right by the franchise because it's his job. And like you said, if Dallas's offer was the best, then Dallas's offer was the best. The only thing I get about JJ's argument is he leaves Philly, he goes to New Orleans because, as he put it. He did. That was the best contract he was going to get. Um, but it was further away from his family. I do understand from some perspective, like, 
now he's geographically further away from them pretty late in his career and it's like it would be kind of nice if he was but it also just feels this sounds i don't mean it like this i just can't think of a better word like entitlement like you're not you don't just get to you know like you said you're not james harden i do you chose to go to new orleans and they chose to what ended up being overpaying you that's it that's it sorry that's i mean yeah there was both both sides lost out Mm. um i think it again it comes down to jj's a respected vet has been in this league a long time and i mean yeah i don't you don't know anybody that really doesn't like jj but i'm not trading you to brooklyn if brooklyn doesn't offer me anything worthwhile you got any uh news to break help boost the ratings got anything to break no it's not break season really break mm. season's over any any whispers about josh hart am i still right about that I say, am I still right as hurt. if it wasn't He's right. out for a while. Nine. Well, is then it, UCL surgery or ACL? UCL or some shit. Here's what happened. All right. Josh Hart has seen Big Daddy. You know that scene where Adam Sandler uh, smashes the can on the ground? And he's like, look, now it's cheaper because it's damaged goods. Now yeah. Josh Hart has the injury. Now Detroit gets him for the mid-level. How's that sound? Because we're mm. like, we're, we're playing the, the precaution game. I think I like this theory. I think he's he'll be back this year though. Uh, we'll see. All right, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I'd be surprised, but uh, no, I don't know. I'm curious. I don't know if the Josh Hart thing will happen. We'll see. There's, you loved that Hollinger nugget, didn't you? I think about it every day. Yeah, every day. We, we yeah. And it, but it, it's not like the Harry Giles thing because the Harry Giles thing I made up. It's not even yeah. that I made it up. I just created this idea that it was going to happen, and people were like, that's not a bad idea, and then it didn't, and I was mad at the world because I baselessly assumed that this thing was going to happen. The Josh Hart thing, John Hollinger just very casually throwing in, hey, DMV guy, um, and I think that's a pretty strong culture guy for Detroit and what we're trying to accomplish. I don't think he's the aforementioned second guy next to Jeremy Grant like we were talking about earlier that the, that Detroit's going to be in search of. Um, if that ends up being Cade Cunningham, that's pretty tight, but – uh, I think he's a complimentary guy that I want on my basketball team, especially if I'm trying to win in three or four years. No, I mean, I think he's good. Yeah, no, I think he's a good player. Uh, the Pistons just made the Tyler Cook signing official if you wanted something. Uh, breaking news, James, uh, news breaking Edwards. Thank you, James. I didn't I know mean, that. It was I got an email. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like Josh Hart. Yeah, I don't know. I think it depends on what happens in the draft. I, I think a lot of things play into it, but – I think they maybe try. I don't think Hollinger just said it to say it. Let's say it. My brother texted me. He goes, "You guys should predict the fifteen-man roster a season from now, or like for next year." And I and then we were like, "I should, probably should wait till the draft for that to happen, so we have some sense of an idea." Here's what we're gonna do instead: give me a guy that's not on this team right now that isn't a uh, like incoming draftee um, that you think will be on this team uh, opening night. Whether it's a trade, whether it's free agency, not the draft. Give me it. Just throw out a name. Um, not Josh Hart. Can I pull up 2021 NBA free agency really quick? Yeah, what do you think about – uh? you think Alfred Payton? What do you think about that? No. People were really mad about my Jeremy Lin thing. Apparently people didn't listen to what I said. I did not say I wanted it to happen. I said it sounds like something that would. Yeah, no. I, they had the right to be mad at you. I'm sorry. That was crazy. Crazy. Um. Well, Alex Len. We share yeah. a birthday. Ew. Sorry to hear that. Okay. I'll make up for uh, it. You know this. I share a birthday with Tupac, too. 
Bruce yeah, Brown. A... You want to talk about a guy? I'm not saying bring him back. He's restricted. What does that look like? Are you giving him like four for forty? What do you? What I don't. What do you want? I'm curious to find out what that looks like. Um, I mean, if Luke gets four for forties, it's low, mm, but it's Brooklyn. I think that's high. Do you think so? For ten years of yeah, ten million a year. For a Swiss for, Army knife, a guy making up a position on the basketball floor, a guy who can pretty much do wasn't anything. Wasn't Marcus a, Smart's first one like? Uh, wasn't didn't Marcus Smart make like only like wasn't his like th- three for eighteen? It's a good question. I don't remember, but I would also say that Bruce Brown is more important to Brooklyn right now than Marcus Smart was to Boston then. Mm, that's right. It's it's mm. it's a little bit wishy washy just because of how much Brooklyn has right now. And my problem with it is they're adding these guys who are actually getting in front of the gems that they themselves discovered, i.e. Bruce Brown and Nicholas Claxton, and it's a little bit annoying to me. But, like, I've said it before, Jeff should be playing over Blake and Clax should be playing over LaMarcus, but whatever. Um, I'm going to throw out Sterling Brown. Mm. Uh, I'm going to throw out is he Reggie only- Bullock. Ugh. Okay. I only say ugh because it's just you doing your Reggie Bullock thing. I can't say anything, but I'm gonna throw out. Corkmaz. Mm... Oh, you don't mean that. You're just saying I stuff to say. I no. don't mean it. Um, Harry Jot. No. Don't you just? Um, lo- well, I actually wouldn't. At this point, I don't know. Don't you just love that uh, Nuggets fans tried to convince themselves that Jermichael Green was their Jeremy Grant replacement because he shot like 60% from three for like a week. And they're like, well, see, we're fine. I don't know that. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> I'd rather they, they have Jeremy got, Grant. Now they have Aaron Gordon and now they have a, it's better. Don't you think, don't you think though, indulge me. Don't you think Denver would have gotten killed if they paid him three years for 60? No, I don't think so. What if they went above? And then we were like, "That's what if they gave them? I don't know, uh, four for eighty, three for seventy-five, something. People, that's a lot of money for fourth guy, right?" I think it's and, different, simply because they they were on the doorstep. So, like, if that's if bringing it, running it back, sure, can get you over the hump. I don't think they would get killed for that. I think the reason Detroit got killed is because. I think it's the opposite. If Denver was able to land him for that same price, I think everybody would be like, okay, I get it. But Detroit got killed because it's like, why are you yeah, why adding wins? Why are you adding wins right now? Happy we were right about that. Same logic can be applied to my Bruce Brown point, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. But th- that, that comes back to that he wasn't going to play point. Mm. And, it's, I mean, it essentially comes down to Josh or Bruce. I'm sorry, I'm talking about in terms of what he's going to get paid in Brooklyn and why he'll oh. get paid like four for 40. And then you also think, because Luke got what, four for 64. I'm going to say three for 18 on Bruce. I would be shocked. Three but, for 21. I mean, it depends on how much uh, Marks wants, not Marks. What's the guy, what's going to drive me insane? Sean Marks. No, 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 he's the GM. Who's the owner? Joseph Sy. Joseph Sy. depends on how much he wants to go into the tax. Yeah, I think if... Are you going into the tax for a guy like Bruce Brown? I don't know. uh, Yeah, they're going to have to... I think they're going to have to anyway, but I think they've committed to that. I mean, the Warriors went, what, like $80 into the tax just to keep Kelly Oubre? I don't think $80 into the tax. Something crazy. It was something crazy. Maybe I'm wrong, yeah. let, Let me ask you this. I was having a conversation with myself the other day. What award in the league do you think 
should be changed in terms of how we view it. Because in the last episode, you kind of had a little bit of a spiel about how you think most improved should be valued, a guy who truly rises from the ashes, right? And that's why you think that Julius Randle isn't as deserving as Jeremy Grant because Jeremy Grant kind of did. Is that your pick, or would you maybe say MVP or something else? If the question makes sense. So, yeah, ask the question again. Give me an award that you wish we voted on it differently than how we currently do in terms of, like, how how the narrative is driven. Like, like I said, do you need me to say? I mean, yeah, that most improved. I think MVP, I like when it's a revolving door. Um, just because, like, I think Jokic, you just watch how Denver plays. Aside from just his numbers and how mm-hmm. nutty he's been. Denver's offense is based on having that man, and they would have to completely transform their offense without him. They wouldn't look as good. Like, he is the offense. Um, Better off-balance shooter in the league than Jokic? Because I don't know that there is. No, there's probably not. That one he hit the other night was nuts. Just the one-legged teardrop three. It was cash. I mean, the the Uh, Aaron Gordon thing where he was like, yeah, I learned that all I have to do is move and Jokic will give me the ball. He'll find me, right? He'll somehow yeah. give me the ball. It infuriates me how much I enjoy watching him play because he should not be able to be that good. It's like it's it's the Jokic experience is fascinating. He attracts all eyes on him because he's the man, but his goal is to get it to the person that you're guarding. Yeah. And it's just like you lose attention of the man you're guarding because Jokic has the ball, and that's all he wants to do is get it to – player x y and z it's just fascinating yeah the only th- like i would pick mvp also i do want to say uh with Jokic, I, I think i said this in a previous episode the anthony davis Jokic matchup in the playoffs was maybe one of the funniest one-on-ones i've ever seen because they're two totally different players and they have no idea how to guard each other and i love it i love i, I want to sign up for i can sign up for seven games of those two. Oh, i love any it so day much. of the week um also the aaron gordon fit uh, yeah the aaron gordon fit in denver is actually as much fun as I think we all thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy now he's able to do the things that he's good at. Mm. He trusts Jokic. He trusts Murray. How's Papa Edwards feel about it? He was he did not like it at first. How's he feeling? He hasn't said anything. We're, I'm going to wait to bring it back up until they if they see if they do something significant in the playoffs. Then I'll bring it back. Sure. Uh, for me, it would be MVP just because I don't like the revisionist history that LeBron James hasn't been ended up being the best player on the planet for the last 10 years. I probably have a lot of MVPs. The yeah, thing that should. bothered me is that like Steph was more deserving of unanimous in 2015 than he was in 2016. That's the only thing that kind of irked me. Yes, I agree with that. It was weird. Like Steph Curry is like this big spectacle, and we were all just kind of like, "Why though? Why this year? <laughs> probably yeah. should have gotten it last." Year. I know they no, went 73 and nine, and that was you know part of it. But uh, that was just kind of a whole. That just that will always feel really, and I was one of the biggest Steph guys in the world. But that to me, even I was like, that's a little bit silly. Yeah, no, I agree. It was, it was a unique, uh, well deserved MVP. But yeah, I didn't. I thought definitely, if you're gonna do unanimous, it was the year before. I think I you're, also, you're right. I want to also ask you this before we uh, before we start wrapping up the show. This has been a conversation that's been going on for I don't know ever since LeBron got hurt. Let's say he comes back from the injury. And the Lakers are in the complete tailspin. They're like the seventh seed, the sixth seed. We'll say they're the seventh. And they come back and they got to play, I don't know, the Clippers round one, right? And then they just go through. They're, they're playing all these teams, Denver and, and Utah, whoever it is. 
Do you think this would now turn into the most difficult championship that LeBron has ever won if they were able to pull it off, which they would not be able to? Because they are, it's not like they get the, the mm. you know, the fodder uh, trailblazers in round one and then they just kind of prance over Houston in round two. Um, yeah, I mean, to an extent, but I would argue that you're also going to get a a fresh LeBron. Um, you're going to get a fresh AD. I think the West is stacked that there's not a team you really want to see in the playoffs regardless. Dallas um, has got to be the worst. You're the same thing yeah. that happened last year. The two seed Clippers, you get a seventh seed, cool. Oh shit! It's the Luka Mavs. I, yeah. What are we gonna do? And they go. Six. I think they. Yeah, I think they. They. They win that one. I, I. I'm curious to see if the Lakers fall enough to where they get Utah in the first round. LeBron does obviously isn't worried about Utah. Uh, Zach made the joke, on, or Jay made the joke on the last pod I did that. I mean that's told that's told by Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert going last in the All Star game. Uh, clearly, he's not worried about Utah, but I mean Utah's <laughs> different, dude. Like they're about to shoot fifty, forty five percent, fifty percent from three as a team. Yeah, Jordan Clarkson's going to win Sixth Man of the Year. Yeah, that's a lock. Like it's, what if they fall that far and that's who their first round matchup is? I I don't think that they're they're food. I don't think Utah's food, but I do think the Lakers still win it. The one thing going into the playoffs last year was, um, excuse me. You go in, and you're like, if I'm in the West, who do I want to be playing? Who do I want round one? Everybody, who is Utah? Give me Utah. I'm going to walk over Utah. What happens? Utah goes up 3-1 on Denver, and we're like, what's going on? And Denver's like, oh, yeah, we have Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. They win 3-1, then they win 3-1 again, and then they lose the Lakers. But, yeah, the memes that would come out of um, Utah rolling the Lakers would be hilarious. But here's the thing. If they somehow miraculously get through the West – who do they got coming out of the East? Well, you and I talked about it off the air last week, which, by the way, you're welcome for not doing my Drew Holiday thing last week, other than that one joke, which was excellently executed. That was um, we talked off the air, and you said, you think whoever comes out of the East is winning the finals, and we kind of went down the list. I actually want to bring this up. This is perfect. You and I agreed that a Milwaukee-Denver final is the league would hate it, but a basketball fan should love it. Yes. Because top to bottom – you got uh, Giannis and Jokic. You got Chris and, I don't know, who do you want to say, Gordon. You got Jamal Murray and Drew Holiday. You got Brooke. Different and styles. It's, oh, my gosh. It's so style, good. Monkey style. That is a, you said it was an NBA nerd dream finals. That is, yeah. those are players. But it, even then, like, they, okay, they get the Bucks. I don't need to do my Bucks thing. My Bucks thing. They get the Sixers. Maybe Joel Embiid has a, another resurgence. They have the MVP. They have the Defensive Player of the Year. Or it's Brooklyn, who is, I mean, historically speaking, one of the greatest teams ever assembled. So the Lakers aren't beating any of those three teams. I don't think so. I'm not convinced that the Lakers are, I mean, defensively, the Lakers are just on another level when at full strength. And even now, I think they've still been pretty good uh, with the injuries. But they still have. I think they still have the number one defense in the league. I'm just, yeah, I'm still just not convinced that they're for sure getting past the Clippers. I'm not convinced they're for sure getting past Utah. I'm not for sure they're con- for sure getting past Denver. I just the West is too good right now. And I think while while I say that, like I said, I still think the best the champion comes out of the East because that playoff run isn't going to be as challenging. And I just think that whether it's Philly and uh, be another guy MVP level. Uh, Simmons defensive player of the year level Tobias has taken another step I just think that they they're starting to see some continuity there Um, I think the Bucks I mean they have a team like a really good team and I think they're gonna 
play a different style. They are. I mean, they're obviously transforming now. They're trying to figure things out. I think that's going to be serious. And then Brooklyn, yeah. I mean, good luck beating James, Kyrie, and KD in a seven-game series. Matisse Thibel would uh, force Alex Crusoe into retirement in a playoff Who, series. Who's the Who's the best player on the Pistons you would trade for Matisse Thibel? Sadiq. Stop. I would trade Sadiq Bay for Matisse Thibel. Stop. Why is that blasphemous? Explain because, it to me. No, no, no. Because I, I'm bad with these off-the-cuff things. Explain okay, it to fine. me, and I explain I'm it to sorry. me, You're and right. I could I'm be sorry. wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. Say Matisse is a nine defender. Which he's, he is easily. And Sadiq's a seven defender. It's the offensive factor, right. That gap is so huge. Well, it depends. It, is this a – am I – I am Detroit today. Yeah. Okay. That helps because if I'm a contending team that I would – Yeah, maybe, no, I'm asking – yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, like I, I'm, I was thinking like would you trade Josh Jackson for Matisse Thibault? Oh, my God. I'd pack his bags. <laughs> I'd pack his bags. I would uh, – ooh, would I have traded Luke for him? Nah, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that to him. No. Um, that's a really strong question. I don't. If and I was, Matisse hasn't been as impactful as he was his rookie year, to my knowledge this year. I think uh, he he will make uh an all defensive team one day. In his career? Yeah, easily. I think the same thing. I, I've said I, I since Colin Sexton. I don't was know in, if it'll happen in Philly, but I, I yeah. That's fair. Um, I you know what's annoying? I feel kind of bad. I had a whole Frank Jackson thing set up for today. Yeah, Matisse is averaging three points a game. Yeah, he, no, he's not a scorer. That's not what I want him. I want him because no, 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 you can I'm impact st- the game in other ways. No, I agree. But you throwing you going to Sadiq is just like I really like defensive guys. So no, I know. Yeah. Um, I, I'll take it back. I'll take it back because you're right. That is a that's that's pretty egregious. But I feel bad because Frank Jackson, who is apparently a listener of this show, because I texted you that I have like this dude's a sniper. <laughs> Frank Jackson's yeah. kind of sweet. Um, he heard you. I guess we'll have to save it for another day, James. Uh, do you have an album for today? Because once again, so I got wh- my legs out. You see, I yeah, I got shorts on. <laughs> it looks like you're not it's wearing eight, pants. It's 81 degrees out. It, it's real nice outside. So, yeah. um, I actually once again I have a single today because my favorite band dropped a single and announced an album today. So okay. I will just be doing that. Twenty One Pilots released a new track called "Shy Away." Um, new era. They are very good at making their um, their eras. Uh, abstractly different, right? The Vessel era was sort of this just more alternative rock, um, if that's what you wanted to call it, sort of an infusion of a bunch of different things. Their second uh, era was sort of a uh, uh, reggae-influenced. Their third uh, and previous one was more of like a Front Bottoms era, if people listen to the Front Bottoms, who I hate, but I like the 21 Pilot stuff. And this one's like disco, baby. It's my it's it's pastel blue and pastel pink. It's my aesthetic. We're back. Yeah, no, literally. James is doing a little. You can't see him dancing, but I'm doing the, um, the quintessential disco dance. Disco Inferno for my WCW viewers. So, uh, yeah, it's called Shy Away. The new record scale and icy comes out May 21st. There you go. All right. I'm going to go with something that people will hate. I guarantee. But love that. I like it. Quasimodo. The let's go with the unseen. Mm. Um, if you're not familiar with Quasimodo, maybe you're familiar with Madlib, the producer who made. I mean, he was did the beats on Mad Villainy with MF Doom. He did Fred, both Freddie Gibbs Bandana and Pinata. Well, Quasimodo is his alter ego, which is his voice on high pitch. That he he only recorded two and a, three albums, two albums in an EP. It, it's him on shrooms rapping in a high pitch voice. Okay. 
he's a producer first so like he's not like the most on beat rapper like it's not like if you're if you're listening if you're listening if you're tuning in for great raps this is not it uh mm-hmm. but if you're tuning in for an experience of a, a wacky voice and dope beats um quasimodo the unseen my favorite song is bluffing so if you want to check out bluffing first and then decide if you want to listen to the album go ahead uh but yeah quasimodo quasimodo aka madlib the unseen two things one i i don't mean to do the danny brown thing again but i was i re-listened front to back black and brown again the other day you love black and brown yeah because I'll, I'll go back and I'll listen to, like, Jordan 8 or Lucy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's a good project. Like, yeah. I'll just go and listen to individual. But I listen front to back, no skips, just let it play through. I don't know that anybody's ever been in their bag the way that they were in their bag for that record. It was crazy. Uh, he second was in his thing, bag. I think he was more in his bag for Triple X. He was in his bag for, you know what I'm saying, too, rapping-wise. Yeah. Yeah, he's Danny's crazy. Fan. Danny's crazy. <laughs> Danny's and yet, I think crazy. Atrocity Exhibition is probably his best. Yeah, like, you can go down the... Yeah. It's black and brown. Soundcheck is... The, one of the craziest, the best opens I've ever heard in my life. I just, anyways. Uh, second thing. Speaking of producing, I I get on. Uh, James and I we hop on the Zoom, and I'm still setting up, and uh, I put in oh. my headphones, and James is finishing up a beat, and uh, I watched this man work. I tweeted about it. Uh, folks, this is one. This one's crazy. And watching the process of it being made, we're like, which which you know, do we want the drums? Which drums? And then he's like, hold on, I got this. Yeah, I almost went no drums, so tell me if I should have went no drums. I, I haven't listened to it in the car, so I hope uh, hopefully it hits It hits well. It hits well on the on the JBL speaker. As soon as we get off of this, you're going to have to play it again, because even just thinking about it, I'm so friggin' excited. So, alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars. Leave a review if you're feeling generous. James and I still on like a pretty much a daily basis will go and check the reviews and see the nice yeah. or not nice things that you guys say. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We will catch you guys in the next one. Peace.